calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona! I don't believe it! Well left by York, fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole for Dwight York. Fantastic goal for Manchester United. Can Manchester United score? They always score. Gates with a shot! Welcome to the latest episode of Red Devil Talk, the podcast. I'm Jimmy Williams, and today on the show I'm in great company again with my friend, United author and historian, a man who has forgotten more about United than I'd probably know, Roy Kavana. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Jim. Good to see you again. Ali's 100th game as manager. United are 15th. <clears throat> United are 15th in the league now, seven points from six games. For me, that Arsenal game was a must-win game to keep that momentum going from the Leipzig game. He deserved praise for his tactics against Leipzig, he did. But for this one, I think he deserves criticism. That's the nature of the beast. If, if you're a United fan, the table is not looking pretty. To me, under Solskjaer, United are a one-step forward, two-step back team. You don't know what you're going to get from one week to the next. Absolutely. I listened to his comments after the game, and he says, from the off, we didn't turn up. The intensity, the tempo wasn't there. That's concerning to me. If you can't... Get up for a game against a big rival like Arsenal, you have to seriously question their appetite. And for, for all Solskjaer's criticism, and I'll move to that shortly, I think that's on the players. At some point, players have to be held accountable. That desire comes from within. It's about pride, not wanting to let yourself down, your teammates. It comes back to our chat last week, last month, sorry. Where are the leaders in this team, right? I think, uh, you know, we were just mentioning Nobby then and the influence he would have on um, the younger players. One thing that really strikes me about Ole here is, and you're absolutely right, we've got, um, it's not just one game, you know, we could go on runs of 10, 13, 15 matches un- un- undefeated. Uh, and in fact, we have got incredible weight performance, um, result-wise, and performances in fairness. So there's something there, but we're just not, Grasping, and I, I agree with you entirely. I mean, I would make such a statement as to say that not beating Arsenal on on Sunday, you know, you might as well forget about the league. No way you're going to win the league. Uh, and in fact, even at this stage, after seven games, which is incredible to say, do well to finish at the top six as it stands. I don't think Leicester's going to go away. I don't think they're going to win it again. Tottenham definitely are in a better position this year. Um, I, I like Ancelotti, I really do. He, he's probably one of the managers that we we didn't get as, as a manager, a, a, a truly great manager. And I think he'll keep Everton pushing there. You wouldn't say United at the minute with the league. I mean, you know, there's been too many mistakes. But one thing that does jump out to me, I think he's got too many voices around him. He's got Phelan, Carrick, McKenna, Dempsey. He's got four coaches. Now, I'm not being funny. If you, if you look at the, at the great manager, Ferguson always had a great right-hand man, Archie Knox, Brainford, Carlos McLaren did a great job. He had a number two. Ollie's got 
four people there. Four. Where's the voice coming from? And you're dead right. You're watching that game and kicked off at half past four. And at 20 to five, you could definitely sense they were not up for that game. The passing was awful. There was no movement. They were, they were being overrun. You, you know, the tactic, everything seemed to go out the window. And all 11, well, forget the goal, all 10 seemed to be thinking just of themselves. He's got four coaches. I don't think one of them wasn't should have been outside on that bench, uh, on that line, and giving real rasping instruction. I think he's got too many voices around him. I think he should settle on one of them. That's what I would do. And and it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the yes one. It would it be one who'd be saying, well, no, actually, that's what we should do. If you're going to carry on doing it that way, that's fine. But I'm telling you now, that's wrong. But how you can let the six one at home to Tottenham? But then go to Paris and win 2-1. And the goal we, they scored was an own goal by us. And then beat the current West German, uh, the German uh, league leaders 5-0. And then turned two performances in against Chelsea and Arsenal for a home side. It would have been very interesting, Jimmy, if there had been 75,000 there. Um, because it wasn't good enough. Far from it. I was so disappointed because... We're going into that game on the back of the Leipzig victory and you're hoping to turn that corner. There was a bit of optimism with regards to the season and I'm not one for knee-jerk reactions. I'm not going to say Solskjaer out. I don't think it's that simple. Of course, it still could be a good season. I recognise that. It's early, but you have to be concerned. Failure to score again at home two games in a row. You touched on it there. No energy in the midfield. There was no urgency. They were lethargic on the ball. Does Solskjaer even know his best formation, do you think? We've seen inconsistent team selection from week to week, different formations from game to game. After 100 games, is there an identity? Now, this is one one of the things, un- unless you knew 100%, you, you, you're not going to do, unless you spoke to all these soldiers and, and he's going to bring you into his confidence. We're so overloaded in certain positions and absolutely bereft in others. If you go to the midfield, not in any order, there's Pogba, Fernandes, Van Beek, Matic, Fred, McTominay, Mata. You've seven who are actually midfielders. Seven. And we just paid 40 odd million for one of them, who's not had a look in really. You then look at wingers, and you'll have been brought upon, uh, you know, the stories of, of all the great wingers of Diggs, of, um, of Kinchelskis, and, uh, you know, with Ronaldo, and, and all this type of thing. We haven't, we haven't got a number seven. The number 11 that we have is Dan James. With great respect, all the responsibility of wing players has been thrown on him for the last 13 months. And, and again, with great respect, at the minute, he's your backup winger. So we haven't got a winger, really. And we've got seven players in midfield. Now, there's something wrong. Absolutely wrong. And I know Matty goes out to number seven and whatever. And the forwards, you know, Martial, Rashford, Without Cavani, I mean, Cavani is the centre forward, or would be as your centre forward. But all three of them really want to play nine, don't they? Um, Martial actually, you know, could play more as an eleven. Um, but Rashford and Greenwood, through the youth team, they made the reputation as a number nine, not out on the wing, as a number nine. And this Sancho, uh, I'm sure he's a good player. I'm sure he's a good player. He left somebody, um, I can't remember who it was, he left somebody to go to City. 
Charlotte City. Then he's gone to Dortmund. He's only 20, 21. And he's being linked with United now. I mean, hang on a minute. And he, he plays on the right-hand side, so I believe. I've only seen him a couple of times in, in, in excerpts. And you're going to go to possibly 100 million. Are you not telling me that we couldn't find somebody in Europe for 30, 40 million who's a definite seven? For 30, 40 million who's a definite 11? I mean, what's your priority? And then, of course, you don't you don't sign the guy you want, evidently. Um, but it, even if you sign Sancho, I mean, what are you going to do with your midfield? Looks to me, when Oli picks the players he really, really trusts, the players he really, really trusts, Fred, McTominay and Matic, and with the greatest respect, you can't afford more than one of them in your team at any time. And he's, he's been played at least two of them in the team at any time. So he's being let down by the players, no question whatsoever. But too many voices alongside him and behind him, um, and too, what's the word, uh, too many of one thought midfielders and nothing of another sort, genuine wingers. The Cup are our best hope. There's no question about it. And yet, if you think only last season, this year, but last season, um, the FA Cup was there to win against Chelsea. And we, we threw it, really, with a team selection because we wanted to finish in the top four. I think you're absolutely right that it's not just down to Solskjaer. Absolutely. Now, I read a statistic this morning, a statistic that I'm sure you are well aware of. United have now failed to win any of their first four league games for the first time since the 1972 campaign. And you know what happened in that season? We know what happened that season. Hi, this is Ken Hardy, and you're listening to Red Devil Talk, the podcast with Jimmy Williams. Now, as I said, I'm not Solskjaer out, but regardless of what I think, Solskjaer will pay the price. The manager is the one who will lose his job. How long do you think this can go on before United have a rethink? Or is it possible that they're already having a rethink? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they've got contingency plans. Um, I'm, I'm confident of that. Um, I mean, all the stories are that Woodward wanted Pochettino, uh, and you know he originally put Oli there at Christmas uh, 18 months ago. Uh, hopefully, just getting over that stopgap, and because um, don't forget, Pochettino will. Well, he, he was still at Tottenham then, but I mean, he then got this big payoff from Tottenham, which I think so any, any any day now, if not already. Uh, so I think Woodward has had Pochettino in his sights for, for, for quite a while, which has been unfair a bit on Oli, because his record as well, if you look at stats, on those 100 games, I think it's 55 victories, and I think 55 victories was more than Ferguson had uh, in his first 100 games. And, and again, there's no doubt that if Twitter and uh, all these other media scenarios around, great podcast by people like yourself. Uh, if they'd have been around, Ferguson would have been under severe pressure. But that, those were different times. And I think the social media now and the pressure... I, mean, I was talking to a good friend about three weeks ago and I said, wow. I said, look at these five games. It's after the Tottenham game. Paris away, Chelsea at home, you've got Leipzig at home, Arsenal at home, uh, and you've got... I know you've got to go to Turkey, but you've got Everton away. Wow, then five games. We could either win all five or lose all five. But, you know, if you lost all five, it'd be a goner. In fairness, Paris, um, Leipzig, a draw with Chelsea, OK. But that defeat with Arsenal could well come back to Arsenal because the style of play 
the attitude of the player, uh, the ability shown, the desire shown, just wasn't good enough. And uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to go for, to go to Turkey tomorrow. I've got a feeling that I just I've got a feeling that will he go with a strong team or will he put Henderson in? Will he put Kunazabi in? You know, people such as that. Um, they could well win in Turkey, um, and they could they could well go and get a result at Everton, uh, and then and we could go on a on a, on a big run. But it, it really would not surprise me if you and I were having the conversation just before Christmas or early in January. It wouldn't be much different than what it is today. I spoke to Wayne Martin recently on the podcast, and I suggested that Solskjaer would be lucky to see January. Yeah, I mean, you asked, was his job under um, doubt now? I'm sure if you are running an organisation like that, you've got your contingency, meaning that if Ollie was sacked today, who are you going to go to? You don't suddenly think, oh, I'll tell you what, is Jimmy Williams available? I might go there. The Pochettino hasn't been snapped up yet. He was on the television last night, and OT, on the Monday Night Football in, in the studio there. Um, I think he's ready to come back somewhere. I, re- I really don't know. Um, the players have got to change their mind. And somehow, somebody has got to get this massive midfield into a sort of three who are playing, one with a, a, a defensive type, which, for example, Matic would, would, would type of do. But that would be Matic or Matt Tomedy. It's not having Matic and Matt Tomedy in this side. That just cannot be right unless you've got massive injuries. Uh, everyone needs luck. I hope he gets it. And I hope he goes to Turkey and gets at least a draw. And I hope he goes to Everton uh, and, you know, gets a draw or, or gets a win. And then West Brom at home, the Turkish side at home. <laughs> it, it, it could be, um, I think, somewhere along the line, the bubble will burst, burst again, sadly. I will jump to the defence of Solskjaer. A lot of the readers' questions, they suggest that Solskjaer should be sacked. Have you got any better ideas who would make a success of it? That's what I'm about to suggest now. I mean, we've had the best in class in Van Gaal, in Mourinho, who failed. Now, we're we're all desperate for Solskjaer to succeed, myself included, absolutely desperate for him to succeed. But where do we go after Solskjaer? We've had the best manners. What is there to suggest that anything about the way that the club is currently ran would suggest that anyone would do better? Because if you're going to question the manager you also have to question the infrastructure under which the current manager is operating under, I think. Absolutely, absolutely, because they, they, they're the ones who've got their hand in the pocket and got the money, and you know you could identify the exact person that will make all the difference, but unless they're going to give you the money. I hate even thinking of the word in defence of the owner. I hate it, because that, how can you have an intelligent conversation and think of defending the owners, because... The money that they've ripped out of the club is an absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. The only thing you would say is that you spent sixty million on fifty million on Fernandez in January. You've spent another forty million on Van Beek. Now you spent a hundred million. I mean, people say to me, "Have a look all that money Chelsea spent." You just have a look. Chelsea didn't spend anything last year, anything, because they were in a transfer embargo. So what they spent. This year is actually a two-year span. You think what we spent in that two years? Maguire, Fernandes, Van B, you know, um, Wan-Bissaka. So 
we spent a lot of money, probably comparable to Chelsea, over two years. Who do you bring in? I mean, Roy Keane on the television speaks like every true United fan. But in this day and age, it wouldn't last a, a week. I don't think it'd last a day in a dressing room, would it? You quite rightly say, get rid of the manager and his five assistants like that. You can't get rid of 20 players like that. And, you know, Roy Keane going in there, there's no doubt there'd be a few ringing ears. I'm not quite sure they would go out and play the game of their lives. I'm talking now of an ex-United player. The only other one at the moment, of course, is Giggs, who's the, the Welsh manager. But again, will Giggs not get um, co-opted into the same sort of scenario as what Oli is? I mean, is he a stronger individual? Would his tactics be better? And then you look outside, well, Allegri, Pochettino, I mean, someone mentioned the guy at Southampton the other day. Come on. Got beat 9 got beat 0 at home we lost last year. I mean, okay, you know, they're doing okay. But Ollie's doing okay. Ollie's record's better than his over the last 18 months. So, you know, it, it, it's, um, it, it's very, very difficult. Very difficult. And uh, I'm sorry to be um, an harbinger of, of a bit of doom, but you can forget the league. Um, we're capable in the cup. Would be ironic if we won the European Cup, wouldn't it? But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, you got rid of beat Paris and Leipzig, well, and if you look across Europe, I mean, Barcelona not playing that well, Real Madrid not playing that well, Bayern are playing extremely well. Um, but it's not that many, is it? No. Juventus not playing well. Um, uh, League Cup, we've got Everton away. That's that's a difficult game. FA Cup, anything can happen. You get the feeling that someone will be saying, well, "You've got to finish in the top six. I'm going to wrap up with the listeners' questions. Chris Campbell says, shocking. Luca said, Solskjaer has played the wrong team at home twice in a row. Don says, clueless. Solskjaer is trying to please too many players. Drop Pogba. Ivan says, Pogba will be Ollie's downfall. And Stephen Kern says, Ollie is too nice. There is no root to streak in him and he doesn't want to upset certain players. Now, I'm assuming he's referring to Paul Pogba in that. I mean, after four years, we're still wondering what type of midfield player Paul Pogba is. And people say, oh, you're part of the agenda. I'm not, but at 89 million, there's no hiding place. You are there to be shot at at 89 million. Especially when you go back in your own half and commit an absolutely stupid foul on a bloke who's running outside, who's running away from the, from the danger area. I mean, come on. If my Well, 
in this cap than Manchester United. But his performance, you know, defensively, it's not mind-blowing. I mean, the best performance we've had defensively is Ross Tunisabe, who played one match. Um, the, the problem with, with, with Axel, though, who, who I've rated for years and years, and, and you remember, Jose Mourinho's first ever game at Friendly at, at Wigan, he made Tunisabe his man of the match. Look back at the tape, so played Wigan as his first game. But the, the, the sad thing is, he plays six games and then he gets an injury, which is six months. And, you know, that is a big problem, um, you know, putting your hat on Tunisabe. But you, you came up with six questions there from, um, from your followers, and, and you cannot ignore any of the stuff. They did look clueless. They do look as though they've got a lack of leadership. They do look frightened to, to bin Pogba. I mean, uh, and it was shocking. Um, but tomorrow night, away from Manchester, in Turkey, they, they could easily go and win. And then they could, if you get a result at Everton, it, it swings back and you don't know where you are. But it doesn't see the biggest thing, the biggest complaint is that there's no formula. You don't know where they're going to play. Every team should have two ways of playing, by the way. Because if you've got a great one way, a good opposition may nullify that. One proper way and one very good way in case it needs changing. And surely you've got to pick the players who are going to play, whether it's the right side, the left side, the centre, the back, front, diamond, whatever. But you keep coming back to it. Who's going to provide the crosses? But there's no wingers there at all. So you're looking for some intricate play with Matter. Bruno, you know, your fullback, Van Bissaka, a magnificent defensive right back. And sure, hey, he's, he's doing a lot better recently again. But he's, he's left footed. <laughs> he, can't, he can't cross it with his right foot. He's a problem. Be interesting, uh, this uh, guy he got from Porto, um, you know, I, I think they'll give him a chance. Um, but. That would be a little bit unlucky on Shaw because he's not been as bad as some of the others, has he? I think he's, <laughs> I think he's done okay, actually. Yeah, so whether they play this guy, um, you know, that left side in front of Shaw, uh, that, that's a possibility. Might give you some balance. Um, hey, fingers crossed, Jim. <laughs> Damien, Damien Hickey says, Solskjaer is out of his depth, needs to go. It's simple. Serena says... Van de Beek should have started or came on at half time. Do you think it's time for Van de Beek? Are you concerned about his lack of games? Yes, but I mean, it comes back to that question. You have seven players there. If you're going to play Fred and Matt Tominy at home, there's something wrong. If you're, if you're playing Fred and Matt Tominy at all instead of Van Beek, you've got massive concerns about something, which can only be your defence, can't it? I mean, you know, it's sort of giving you, playing your hand to start it. If you were at Tete and you looked at that and thought, wow, it's midfield here. I mean, Pogba started the game. Either, either, my, either my eyes are gone, in which they possibly are doing. But to me, Pogba was outside left. And there were sometimes in that first 10 minutes, look back at the tape, Fred was like centre-half. He was, you know, there were three of them. Maguire was on that side and Lindrop. And Fred was here on, on the edge of our empty end. This is a home for Arsenal. Who, who deserved to win, to be honest, but they didn't, they were a great side, were they? Arsenal, I've seen much better Arsenal sides than that, but, uh, you know, in fairness, at least they showed an intent and an organisation which we were sadly, sadly lacking. And the final comment, Blake says, 
Back to manager, it's that simple. Don't overreact to losses or wins. So we have we have a number of different opinions there. I want to thank everyone for our comments, but a number of different opinions. Do you think I think what Blake is getting at is that there are going to be setbacks under Solskjaer. There are going to be great games, but there are going to be these there are going to be these little bumps in the road. I think that's what he's getting at. Absolutely. As always, I'm really thankful for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely, appreciate it. Yeah, you look after yourself. Great to see you. 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 Great to see